0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.
1: This is your official spoiler warning. If you've not seen Sexaholic's a love story, then and you wanna know the and you don't want to know the end then um, once we start talking about it, about Midway 3, you might want to switch off. But also, t- come on. Yeah. It's been 20 years.
2: <laughs> let, it, let it go. <laughs> and also, if you do, like, if you do switch off, come back because of AdSense, please.
1: One time I was listening to a podcast. This is the still the spoiler warning. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. fine. Um, one time I was listening to a podcast and they were, like, talking about a Beyonce Knowles video uh, and they were, like... Um, the European podcast about architecture. And they're like, before we talk about the, um, the video, I recommend you pause it and watch the video. Um, and then we, so you understand the visuals of what I'm talking about. And then I was on a walk, so I couldn't watch a music video. So I was like, I'll pause it. I'll flip over to another podcast. And I never listened to their podcast again. Ever, <gasps> the whole thing.
2: Like
3: not
1: an, even another episode? Not
2: even another episode. You're alienating our audience.
1: I'm just saying, so if you're going to sw- switch off. At this spoiler warning, you have to come back.
2: Yes, you have to. Because we're going to be talking about
3: architecture.
1: And we've even got a guest. <laughs> yeah. We, and have we haven't to... even introduced you. No, I'm yet. a ghost.
3: <laughs> I'm the ghost of that podcast. And please like, listen once again. Please, We podcast. want to talk
1: about the um, impact of architecture.
2: In Beyonce North. I thought you were going to say that they were like, uh, this is your official spoiler warning for architecture, if you don't. <laughs> Know about that building, don't listen to this podcast.
1: No, they were like, they were like, um, I love talking about um pop music and its relationship <laughs> to high architecture. But before we do, um, I want to say that I recommend you watch the video in question, uh, in which Jay Z and Beyonce Knowles um dance and play around the Louvre Museum. <laughs> That sounds like a very interesting episode. Uh we next have... week I'll be talking about different housing houses. <laughs> we would
2: we would have so many more listeners if you spoke like that usually.
1: I did I did there's a character once on another podcast and uh it didn't work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the podcast doesn't exist anymore.
1: So that is your official spoiler warning. Peace. I hate the word.
2: I don't- Play a corn on my
1: werewolf, man. Luigi Mario.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to Mission Zach's Leg Rama. This is a podcast where each week, me and my hairy friend, we chat about Johnny Legs and all the stuff that he's done, be it movie, film, or hey, maybe a stand-up spech. My name is Mish. Um, you might know me from um i I like sex, but I wouldn't say I'm addicted to it. I'm joined <laughs> as always. <laughs> I'm joined as always by my friend, Zach, who you might know from
1: uh, being raised Catholic. <laughs> so it's all shame. So I, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> yeah. any of it.
2: Yeah. I'm atheist, so I'm not ashamed of it at all, but I'm so, I, like, I'm not, <laughs> I don't have an addiction. Like, I feel like if it was a life or death situation, I could happily give it up. I don't want to, yeah. but I could.
1: I um. I want to be clear. I'm not still Catholic. It's yep. just that they instill the guilt in you.
2: Okay yeah Zach's a Catholic is what i'm I'm getting a Catholic,
1: and this. i I believe in the Holy Trinity of God, the spirit and the and the boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, is it, and the boy? Oh God, and the boy? <laughs> the boy? Is the boy Jesus? <laughs> well, who's that talking, Mish? Let's do a oh, little introduction.
2: Um, we're joined. We got a friend in, which is so nice. I love it when we guess, get guests because I do love Zach, but it's all the time with him. So it's oh. really nice to have a friend. Um, fresh off uh, Melbourne Fringe Festival, right. fresh off Melbourne Comedy Festival, if you haven't heard about Frankie McNair, You're bloody under a rock because taken over comedy like crazy and easily, like, Some of the funnest and zaniest comedy I've seen in years and years and years. We are joined by the bloody Canberra's best, Frankie McNair. I'm the boy. It's me, the boy. boy. We're joined by the boy from the Catholic Church. Hello, (laughs) I'm the boy.
1: That's good. (laughs) That
3: is good. good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the boy. That's
2: good
0: though. I am. I
2: live in the tabernacle. I don't know much about Catholicism if I'm completely honest. I I, went to I don't think I have. Did you? Right? Yeah. I I was raised by like essentially raised by atheists who were also raised by atheists. Wow. Oh, we had no church people in my family at all and still don't. It's not like anyone has now married into religion or anything like that. Are you sure? I thought Well, my you, sister, my yeah. sister married a French Catholic guy, but he's not really practicing. I mean, oh, they me, were mish, they had three bloody kids mish. before they got married.
1: You want if your question is about like what is it to be Catholic? He's not really. I'm not really. They're not real. Mm. That's the bulk of Catholicism.
3: That's what it is. To Mm. be
1: culturally Catholic is is a lot of half arseness in my opinion. Okay. When I see an American Catholic on TikTok, I find it confronting because they bring their American zeal to Mm. Catholicism, and that Mm. doesn't sit right for me. Because to be Catholic is to mumble.
3: Yeah, it's to it's to have no idea except for occasionally busting out the word tabernacle and mm. feeling like God. I
2: laughed, when you, <laughs> I laughed when you said that and I don't know what that is.
3: It's a little box that I think Jesus lives in but it has a candle in it but it's, you're meant to bow to it when you go into church. I don't know. I went to Catholic school mm. and I got in trouble for asking what the Holy Eucharist was made out of and they were like, it's the body of Christ. But I was like, no, but is it like like flour-based, like doesn't have (laughs) gluten. And they're like, it's the body of Christ. And I was like, but if I have an allergic reaction, what is it to? And they just kept being like, it's Jesus. Oh, that's crazy! But that's literally
1: the belief: is that it, that that whatever that is mm. becomes Jesus. Little wafer, bicky. So if you're allergic to whatever it's made of, you're not allergic to it once it becomes Jesus. Little
2: wafer,
3: bicky. Yeah, you'll be fine. They're like, do not, do not give them an EpiPen. Mm. They're just speaking in tongues.
1: I've never in in such a short amount of time, like uh, in my own mind, created so many well actually DMs. Like I'm sure. Sh- <laughs>
3: So we don't
1: we don't believe that it's actually. Just...
2: <laughs> we understand. I'm kind of sorry you had that experience, Frankie. Because I'll just tell you straight up, it's actually
1: made out of a wheat-based product. We understand that it's wheat. It's more of a um metaphysical. Rep- it's representative, really, actually. But I am sorry you were treated
2: that way. God be with you, <laughs> Also we do like a park hang, we do frisbee.
3: Yeah, we chat a little bit about God, but it's mainly about the hang, if you wanna come down. <laughs> it's Pretty a bit of
2: cool. fun. Do you like hang? Hey, just throwing it out there. You like music? <laughs> <laughs> Same man, like every every Sunday, man. It's just music really. It's just music. Come yeah. on. I was in a
3: I was in a youth group that turned out to be like a Christian youth group, but I didn't know. But I um pretended to speak in tongues because <gasps> they had crust pizza. And I didn't want to not be allowed back because I really liked crust. I reckon if it was dominoes, I wouldn't have done it.
2: Were people watching you? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. sure. Oh, that's fascinating. For oh, sure. Because surely
3: you. everyone is when they do it. <laughs> like, oh, I, I think that's the thing. You're like, oh, I don't want to be left out. And also like, hmm. they got a margarita. To
2: me, it's kind of like when you do Ouija board with your friends, like someone's pushing it. I won't fuck with that.
3: Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know, know why that's my line. I'm like, oh, I speak in <laughs> tongues.
1: But where you bought them? Like, do board. you know what? Do you know what? That—that's the other big thing with Catholics. I don't know what it is. I don't know where this happened. But Catholics just like believe everything, but it's bad. Like, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no, that's actually letting the bad spirits. Rather than that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Catholics love a bad no. Spirits. To do Ouija is actually like that is true. Yeah, that but is it's true. the devil.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing of like, like when good things happen, you're like, it's probably just a fluke, and bad things happen, you're like, oh, I've done something to deserve that. That's what that is. And that's
2: Catholicism. Nice.
3: I and just,
1: I was... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was just wondering, if. hey, does anyone want some story time? I'm yeah. Like, I've got a story. Ooh. Yeah, I love yes. it. I just remembered something that I haven't thought about in a very long time. When I was in year seven, I had right. a very dear... No, year six. I was in primary school. Okay. Um, I had a very dear friend of mine Um, whose parents like bought a bus and put it out the backyard and like hollowed it out and put beds and shit in there. And my friend had a sleepover with like four friends and me and their family was really into like, I don't know, that kind of like, they had a lot of like stones around their house and stuff, a lot of rose quartz. Yeah. And um, my friend had a Ouija board and she was like, oh my God, we should all do Ouija board tonight. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, it's when you contact or whatever. And so we all put our hands on this little thing and I pushed it. Everyone... <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I, I got sick of weight. I'm like, this isn't gonna work, and I want to watch Cool Runnings.
1: <laughs> great. So cool I, Runnings.
2: No, it wouldn't have been Cool Runnings I six. It cool would have been ten Runnings. things. It would have been ten things I hate about you.
1: Cool Runnings would yeah. make a great screening.
2: Cool Runnings was the movie that was always playing in the bus
1: at school. Yes, yes.
2: every single
3: bus had a VHS of Cool Runnings and Shrek.
1: I remember mm-hmm. conversations where I was like, Cool Runnings is the like is like the only good G-rated movie.
3: Is it
2: G? It was G. It it gets heavy.
3: It gets heavy,
1: but it doesn't get sexy, and that's the
2: key. I discovered. um, So I'm on this thing at the moment where. um, Oh my god, this is movie related, so it's kind of pot related. It's cute. Where I'm like. (laughs) Finding my 10 out of 10 movies. Yeah. like mm-hmm. they're, and they're all, all science
1: fiction. <laughs> they're not all science fucking fiction. They're not. Sorry, Frankie, to explain. <laughs> Mish, uh, any time we watch a sci-fi, Mish has this overarching statement where she goes, I hate sci-fi. Mm. And then um, I'm a really patronising asshole about it. And then recently we were talking about favourite movies and the amount of them that are sci-fis is astronomical. That's so good.
3: <laughs> She's like, I love uh, Fifth Element. Fifth
2: Element. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. like the...
1: I love Back to the Future. Yeah, I do like You gotta to to check future. out this great film called Coherence.
2: <laughs> anyway. Are they all
1: sci-fi's? You just don't like The Matrix. That's cool, man.
2: Um, I was anyway, I'm just saying we were talking about G rated films. Yes. And I'm saying that I'm finding my ten out of ten great. movies. Yeah. And I believe Hercules the Disney film, yes. which is a G film, is a ten out of ten. And Muppet's Treasure Island, but that might be PG.
1: Can I? My opinion, because I love Hercules. Yeah, Hercules do you want to hear really? my controversial opinion? Yeah. All right. I love Hercules <laughs> for. <laughs> that sounds its,
2: like fucking fighting words, Zach.
1: Huh? I love Hercules for its tonal spiciness. I love Hercules because it's a little all over the place. I love Hercules precisely because it is not a 10 out of 10 film. If I would, I like that it just doesn't quite, sometimes it doesn't quite gel. You know, like this. I disagree with you tonally. completely. If, I, if you were to say what's a 10 out of 10 Disney film, it's Lion King. That's no, flawless.
3: Because Hercules is funnier. Mm.
1: It's funnier. Catchier songs. But I think 10 out, of 10, 10 out of 10 is not necessarily like how good it is. It's how perfect it is. No, to
2: me, 10 out of 10. No. See, so I think we're going at this from different angles. Yeah. For me, a 10 out of 10 movie is a movie that doesn't have anything wrong with it that it is pure Mm. entertainment, that there's not one bit that I look down, like I go, okay, this is the bit that I've got three minutes to do whatever. It is a movie. So like if you take The Fifth Element, which to me is a 10 out of 10. Have you seen The Fifth Element? Yeah, I've seen it. That's 10 out of 10. That is 10 out of 10. There is nothing wrong with it. It is perfectly cast.
1: How does she learn how to speak English from reading English? Two different things.
2: Oh, just let it go. It's not a documentary. <laughs> but no, Don't she, look she at me. She reads.
1: For she reads the words. <laughs> Don't
2: look over me. And go right.
1: But come on, she reads the letters, and then she knows how they're pronounced. There's no connection between those two things. She's a supreme being. You zero, fuck. There is zero connection between the symbols and their sounds. Those are two different concepts. You cannot learn how to speak English. From reading English, if I'm wrong, I want to be proven wrong, but that's always
2: minotaurs can't sing, but Hercules is still a ten out of
1: ten. But different, different, Mm. because that's fantasy.
2: No, oh, and what what (laughs) sci-fi
3: You wouldn't say sci-fi is a bit of a spin-off of fantasy?
1: Minotaurs can't sing in this world because minotaurs don't exist. But in Hercules, sure, minotaurs can sing, but In the future, you can't learn how to speak English from reading. You don't know that. Maybe that
2: was just something that we just have to accept. Just like we have to accept that they had big monsters.
1: But how do you learn? How do you learn this? How do you know that 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 circle with the the, that's not what the movie was about? But you're talking ten out of ten. It doesn't make sense. That's like a point, 0.01 well, I'm offer. talking about in terms of entertainment.
2: There is yeah. nothing wrong with it. You're saying I factually, actually,
3: you want every yeah. movie, you want a documentary. I'm just you want saying if we're Why looking it, nothing's perfect. so aggressive,
1: nothing's perfect, is what I'm saying. Have you
2: seen The Emperor's New Groove? That's a perfect movie. That was my second example of a 10 out of 10 really? Disney film. Yes, Disney? Disney, yeah.
1: yeah. So oh, you yeah. guys don't think that Lion King is 10 out of 10? It's
2: eh. like a solid, it's a solid eight and a half for me.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. Lion King is a perfect movie. I don't think you can put a single thing against that movie.
2: I think, I think Lion, I think Mulan is better than Lion King.
3: Yeah. I, I wonder if I watched Lion King too much and mm. now I'm like a bit.
1: I'm Have a bit you angry. watched it recently?
3: Not super recently.
1: Hmm. I I watched it a you, couple of years ago and and I was like that movie is perfect. And this is a new assessment. I loved that movie growing up. It's mm-hmm. not my favorite of the Hercules is probably my favorite. Is Tarzan it? is up there. Really. Oh, personally, yeah. I like those movies personally more. I have more of an emotional connection to them. Hmm. I think that Lion King is more perfect as a movie.
2: I think for me, I'm doing the ten out of ten based on my personal emotional experience
1: in connection to the film. I love this conversation mm. because we're not mm. we're not like, what the we're fuck? not <laughs> arguing over. We're just going. What is ten out of ten?
3: To no, you? I'm fighting you both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really angry. <laughs>
2: I'm just sitting here. I'm like, but well, the Emperor's New Groove has no. Cronk. <laughs> no, to me, not cronk. <laughs> To me, Empress New Groove. Is like I don't want to give too many movies a ten out of ten, but it is like it goes Hercules, and then you just take like a tiny inch off it, and it's Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Those are my two favorites. Mulan is next, and yeah. then probably a large pool of like the Lion King and Up. Up's good. Up is yeah, good. I'd oh no, out. um, Inside Out as well. But I don't rate Inside Out. Oh, why is that? Did not make you feel a bit?
3: no oh. I don't know I was just watching it and I was like yeah we all know what depression is go <laughs> I don't know I oh. didn't like I rate I rate um soul that movie 100%. I was like I was watching that and I was like oh, I have to go outside yeah. inside <laughs> out
1: inside out was like was uh a, a, was a, The Path to Soul, yes. which is the mm. far better film in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean... love Soul. Soul's Soul's close. Uh, the yeah. reason,
2: I, th- I think I've discussed this on the pod as well, is that we watched Encanto, which is a Johnny Legs film, right? And the yeah. Most, like a very recent Disney film. And it was amazing. And I was like, oh, my God, blown away. Like top ten Disney films of all time in my opinion. And directly afterwards I watched Soul. And so I was so buzzed from Encanto. Mm. And then I put on Soul like literally within ten minutes and I just didn't, I think I'd... I'd, I'd drained too much emotional energy watching (laughs) Encanters. By the time Soul came around, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to punch myself. Did
1: you watch all of Soul or were you not in the No, I watched all of it. Ah, okay. Because that's the thing with Pixar a lot of the time. I think they just tell a story well Mm. and the Pixar films that we elevate are not necessarily the films that as a whole are, Mm. are like, more adventurous or whatever. It's the films that then have a simple story but they have these moments that Mm. elevate it. Mm. Like Up is a pretty conventional film, but there's about 15 minutes of that movie that's mm. profound. And that's, but it's kind of nice because it's like tell a simple story. Cause then, then you within that can couch like this amazing, mm. cause up is so beautiful. Yeah.
3: it's very good. But,
1: and not just the first 15 minutes. I've said this all the time on this podcast. Mm. It's not just the first 15 minutes. It's then the callback at the end.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: Where it's like, she, anyway,
3: you don't want to give away the spoiler of
2: up. Yeah.
3: There- right,
1: well, I'm going to spoil up, you know, the end. Yeah. Where it's like she kept filling in the book because he was always like, I want to go on an adventure. And then it turns out the adventure was their life together. And that gets me every time. (laughs) Oh, That gets me every time. That's like
2: whenever I describe the scene from Stepmum in great detail where the little boy is upstairs with his mum and she's showing him his new magician's cape Mm. with all the photos that she's put all over it. And then he looks at her and goes, because she's like, spoiler alert for Stepmum. Um, Susan Sarandon is the, the, the mum mm. and this little boy look, have you seen step No, but tell, you can say but it. Do you want me to say, say it? Say it. Oh, are you ready to cry? Yeah. You're ready to have a little cry? I'm ready. Uh, little boy looks at his mum and goes, are you dying? Cause this is her last Christmas. She's chosen to have Christmas with her family oh. rather than go and get further treatment because the treatment's probably not going to work and she wants to spend time with her family. And she, this little boy goes, are you dying? And she goes, what do you think? And he's like, what if I never – I can't even explain it. What if I never see you again? And she's like, well, I'll see you in my fucking dreams, mate. She not say fucking <laughs> – that would be Susan Sarandon. She <laughs> goes, well, fuck.
1: That's what Susan fucking Sarandon would say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking see you in my dreams, mate. And then she describes how they'll go flying together in the dreams. And then he says, oh, fuck, no one will ever love you like I do. And she goes, nobody ever will, baby. Oh, I can't. It's like I can't watch it. I can't look at it without, like, instant waterworks.
1: Yeah. Movies I'm that really make you cry. I'm really holding on to myself here. Movies My that girl? make you cry, go. My,
3: My girl, girl, he needs his glasses. That's all you need to say. I'll oh, give oh. him his glasses
1: back. In his Do you know what really glasses. got me? Did you ever see the film Awakenings with... Um, uh, I haven't seen this film since I watched it in grade three, but I, I had a bad day at school oh. and then I watched the film Awakenings, which is um, Robin Williams and Robert De Niro. And it's about uh, this rare kind of condition where people <gasps> are m- yes. borderline comatose. Yes. Oh. And then it's based on a true story and then they make a medication that wakes them up. Mm. and then But then they realise over the course of the film, spoiler, that, the um, medication only works for a limited amount of time. Oh. So he wakes up Robert De Niro, they have this whole thing and then it's the realisation that he's going to have to go back into this sort of fugue state and oh, oh my, my God. God. Don't
3: watch that in year three after a bad day. I just had a bad
1: day. I remember crying <laughs> yeah. and I remember my parents like tapping me on the back and I just remember being like, I just had a bad day.
2: <laughs> oh, mate.
1: That one hit me.
2: I, I tend to when I'm having sad days, I watch sad movies or listen to sad music. Oh, I just yeah. kind of let myself sit in it now rather than being like, oh. I'm Much fine. better
1: energy. Yeah. Beethoven. Oh good. The
2: first Beethoven. Have you seen Beethoven? Yeah, I get them confused in terms of
3: order. Is that the the first one where the kid falls in the pool? Because that always confused me because everyone in Australia knows how to swim and I was just watching that scene and I was like, why doesn't she get out of the pool? Yeah, it's so weird.
2: (laughs) Um, No, the second one is the one with the female dog uh, that comes in and they fuck and they have lots of puppies. The first one is just like we've adopted Beethoven. Yeah. But Beethoven's a, like, he's, like, some dude pretends that Beethoven bit him. Like, Oh, like, I hated that. That was so angry. full cunt. Like, I was like, the guy's a cunt. Anyway, and then uh, the dad of the family's like, well, we have to go take him to be put down. Uh. Like, we have to because, like, he just bit a person. He's a danger, even though he'd been a lovely dog the whole time. And he takes him to the vet to be put down. And he looks at the dog and the dog looks at him and he's just like, I'm really sorry. And they'd been fighting. Like the dad and the dog never really got along. The dog was mischievous and the dad's a bit stern. And he's like, I'm really sorry I have to do this to you. And then he looks at the dog he goes, you were my dog too. Oh, Oh, cry. Instant. I can't not. Every single, every single time. Do you reckon they cried writing that line
3: or they wrote that line and they sat back and they went, Yes, oh come. that was good I reckon sick
2: good. fucks write about dying dogs Like I reckon that like Or you know you've got There is this movie I think I mentioned it last week Or like in last I've, I've mentioned it on a pod recently Called A Dog's Journey Oh yes Have you seen have you seen? I've not I've seen, seen it seen but it. I know of it um, It's got Josh Gad voicing this dog That basically has an owner And then the owner's like when the the dog like spoiler alert for the dog's journey when the dog is dying he's like come back and be with my granddaughter like go and save her because she's in trouble so then it just shows the dog becoming another dog like reincarnation into different dogs so there's like five different scenes in the movie where a dog dies because he's constantly coming back it's horrible it's like the most horrible like oh it's really cute dogs Anything with dogs.
1: Have you seen um, – I mention it every time. Mm. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Our listeners are sick of me recommending it. But, Frankie, have you ever seen Me and Earl and the Dying Girl?
2: No,
3: I've heard of it.
1: Oh, most underrated YA film ever, ever. Full stop. I love it. Really? Love it. It's about um, about a friend – Oh, about a boy. <laughs> about a boy. Make, he makes a movie for his friend who has cancer. Um, he makes a movie for her, uh. and it's just, it's, um, it just gets me. It gets me. Yeah. And All I really right. don't want to give it away because it's not a film that enough people have seen. Okay, yeah. Uh, but it's like. Um,
2: I believe it's on the Disney Channel.
1: Yeah, I think it was Fox Search. Mm. Yeah, really good. Olivia Cook is in it, who's now in The Dragon Show.
2: Oh! And everyone loves
1: The Dragon Show, and everyone loves Olivia Cook, and she's so good in it. Oh! She's, okay. she's the dying girl. Well, not dying, mm. she's sick. Oh, any other movies
2: so that make good. you cry, Frankie? <laughs> um, oh, um, I can't think of any. That's fair. Whenever I see Robin Williams cry, I tend to cry. And I've oh. said this before, Tony, whenever I see Tony Collette cry, I cry. Yeah. Robin
1: Williams' performance, I know it's the most said thing in the world, but he is so good in Goodwill Will Hunting. Yeah,
2: ridiculous. Mm. He is so
1: Good And the way he like talks about the fact that that film was written by like 27 year olds, mm. the way he talks about his wife, like, I can't believe it's so profoundly beautiful yeah, about that ridiculous. kind of love. And he's so good in that film.
2: Um, just finally, again, I think I mentioned this like a couple of weeks ago, but that scene in Muriel's wedding where Rachel Griffiths walks in on Tony Collette trying on wedding dresses. And she's like, I just want to get married. Who would want to marry me? That that fucks me. Yeah. She was 21. When she made that, Tony Clare was twenty-one. That enrages me. Doesn't that that makes me so angry? <laughs> I'm like, what have I
1: done? Yeah, doesn't
2: that hurt you like in a special special place that it sh- you shouldn't hurt ever? Oh, it's nothing
1: yeah. worse than um, getting older than than pe- when you're when someone's winning an Academy Award that's younger than you. Ah, uh, I'm only hitting that age now as a male, so it must must have been tough. at she's, twenty-two for the she women started,
2: <laughs> She started her career. Oh, th- with that. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I started my career with a music video where I dressed up as like a slutty <laughs> German milkmaid and I got paid $120. That's how I started my career. Amazing. And Toni Collette started her career breaking, breaking women in their 20s for the rest of their lives. That's what that power Maybe of that you movie. did that. When they watch, no one has watched this music video of me. No one knows what it is. You can't find it oh, anywhere. I would love to. I'm never telling anybody. Um, and fun fact, Ruben K was in it as well. <gasps> Stop. Yeah, oh, that's how Ruben and I met Amazing. on that set. And then flash, like that was my first gig straight out of uni. Was um because at uni we will kind of like drum to this thing of say yes to everything. Yeah, and cool, it was my healthy. First, yeah, yeah. It was my first paid gig out of uni. I think I'd been out of uni for about four or five months and I couldn't get anything. And then finally this band contacted me and were like, what was it how do you feel? I'm not saying, man. Damn
1: it.
2: How do you feel about uh, dressing? How do you feel like dressing like this? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And they're like, for 120 bucks." And I was like, yeah. And so I went and I met Ruben. And then I went on to do a bunch of theatre. That's kind of how I started before I got into comedy. And then when I started getting into comedy, we saw each other again, Ruben and I, and it was just like, oh, no, we shared that experience. It's fucked. It's truly embarrassing. But people will be able to find it. Now that I've said it, people will be able to find it. I will it. be Googling. You can't. If you Google my name, it doesn't come up.
1: Do you know the last thing I cried at? Yeah, what? You're going to fucking... Is it gonna... my music video? <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to... You're gonna. Give me so much shit mm-hmm. for this It was a Star Trek episode Oh fuck off
2: <laughs> Was it Whoopi Goldberg?
1: No oh. I love Whoopi Goldberg in Star Trek
2: Zach talks about Star Trek more than It's what I'm watching I'm at, at the moment, moment. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. what I'm watching at the
1: moment And it's like It's uh, it's next generation It's like network TV So it's 26 episodes And um, and so many uh, 26 episodes 8 seasons And the first Two seasons are not good So I I watched 50 hours of television To get to the good stuff So my god am I going to enjoy it Now that I've gotten to the good stuff oh That's my- really good And there's this one episode that is so daggy. If I talked about it on this podcast?
2: probably. I whenever like go... she, she blacks out. Yeah, I you weren't black there. Out. You weren't there for no. a bit.
1: No. <laughs> you go into. You become. <laughs> yeah. This is the opposite of awakening.
2: <laughs> You're playing the music video in your mind right now. Honestly, down? no. I'm, I'm having really horrible Nam flashbacks right now. But no. But this video. is the
1: funniest thing because it's such a dorky show, and I can acknowledge that, right? But there was this episode where Data the Android. <laughs> He's an android. And um, all he wants is to experience human emotions. Don't do it, brother. But here's the trick, right? He does experience (laughs) emotions. They're just different to ours. And um, he creates a robot using his own um, programming. He creates a robot and he calls it his child. He calls it his daughter. And everyone's like, that's not your daughter. It's a robot. That's like our property. And they're like, he's like, no, that's my daughter. And I just want to have a child. How come you get to have a child and I can't? And then, and then, um, spoiler. But then like, and it was so funny because it's so daggy. And she's like, I am a robot and learning. And I'm like, oh, this is so daggy. And then. Um, she starts feeling feelings. She's such an advanced thing that she feels feelings, which is something he never could do. But, oh. but then because of that, she burns out.
3: Oh, same. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> same. She can't handle it and she has she's she, she shuts down. Basically oh, she dies. Oh god. She she dies and he and they like go in and they're like, there's nothing we can do for her. And then Data goes in and holds her and she's like, I'm so sad. I'm never going to see you again. And he goes, and his thing is, I, I wish I knew what that felt like. Oh,
2: and then she dies. Oh, my God. Fuck
0: off.
1: Is that not devastating?
0: Jesus.
1: This is network TV, Thursday night, Chuck on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the nat- what is it to be human <laughs> in 52 minutes with ads? <laughs>
0: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style (laughs) on that incredibly happy note
2: we should probably half an hour into this podcast chat about sexaholics what is it to be human? He's got the answer in this
3: beautiful one-and-a-half-hour show. So,
1: as, we, as you know, we write a blurb, a very detailed blurb about what everything's about. Here's my blurb. Sexaholics, a love story, is an hour and a half of 2001. Two. sorry. Sexaholics, <laughs> a love story, is an hour and a half of 2002 John Leguizamo looking better in a tank top mm. than I ever will.
2: Mm. Is that it? <laughs> we have a guess Are you kidding? Zach?
1: Yeah, let's see Zach?
3: I guys, as soon as I saw
2: it, I was like, damn
1: <laughs> Damn okay, I was like, I'll um, never wear a singlet again
2: You make a point Okay <laughs> um, it was great. It was that really wonderful 2002 tank top that, like, it didn't shrink in the wash because Johnny Legs can afford brand-new tank tops. They're deliberately made to rest just below the belly button and you wear jeans that are slightly lower than that.
3: Yeah, he had, like, a little beautiful, like, little mm. mid-drip going on. We oh, a were, little
1: kissy. We were talking about this and I can never remember. Whenever I talk to Mish about something we've talked about, I'm like, mm. were there microphones between us at the <laughs> top? <laughs> Because I get so much shit from listeners about repeating myself. <sighs> but about how, like, two thousand early 2000s fashion is coming back. You watch the Balenciaga runway show in the mud. You watch the Versace uh, runway show featuring a surprise appearance from Paris Hilton, and you see that the early 2000s is coming back, yeah. and I'm all for it. I'm fine with that, except for the, like... Anorexia being fashionable, and the other big thing was pants.
3: Yeah, yeah. The low, you the can low have rise. low
1: pants if your tops are long. Yes. You can have a high top <laughs> so say if you your pants like are high.
2: I can't. You w- can't
1: have low pants, high top. It's, it's
2: so it, was, <laughs> it was so difficult. It was so difficult growing up around 2002. I was like 14, 14. Mm-hmm. Really difficult time to be a fat kid when those jeans are in. Yeah. Because I'm trying to hike them up. So, like, I'm getting, like, it's not even camel toe at this point. It's like my stomach had (laughs) turned into a vagina. Like, the whole thing was just a giant. Like, but I couldn't wear them low. And I have horrible flashbacks to try. Like, the only jeans I could wear were from, like, the Maya Old people section because they were higher jeans. Yeah. Because I could not, I've had fupa since I was like young, young.
1: Oh, Mish, you couldn't be a chubby boy. Mm. Not just fat, chubby. Mm. Out anything less than nothing. Mm. <laughs> 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 it's like, I watched the Versace runway show and, 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 and no, but Balenciaga did it more. These are like the two fashion shows I've ever watched. I, mm. I talk a lot about fashion shows at the moment. <laughs> I watched the Balenciaga runway show. Recently, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's all well and good on those scary-looking skeleton boys." <laughs> <laughs> not to not to dismiss them. It's just like mm-hmm. try that with any level of stomach, yeah, like, any level, of any sto- form of shape. But, yeah, uh, it's so it
2: just, cruel. It's such a cruel. It's just such a cruel fashion. Um, I I want to note for our listeners that we did just kind of skip over the fact that that intro was trash. No, offense. I thought it was
1: great. We it was Frankie good. Laughed, I think it said it said
2: everything that you need
3: about the show.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Um I'm just going to say for the purposes of uh-huh. um of if you of want. The, the structure of the podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so, uh sometimes Johnny Legs uh does live shows oh, which is, then turn into spe- that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that turn into specials. We uh, recently this kind is, of is ish good.
1: did <laughs> Yeah, no, I see what you do. Yeah. yeah, but there was a cool. bit where he leaned back, uh, yeah. pretending to oh! have sex. Yeah, oh, it was nasty. and um, yeah. like the triceps, and I remember just, and I was just like, "What's the point? <laughs> <Wearing> <laughs> a ever again. What's I, the point ever going to the gym? Yeah. I'm never going to look like that. Come on, yeah. Johnny.
3: <laughs> I want He was wearing a like a like a quite a thick gold chain mm. with the tank top, mm. and I was like, "I'm wearing a thin little piece of shit LaVisa chain. I'm going to go jump off something that's bad." <laughs>
2: I was like it's watching. I was like looking at the chain. I was like, the "Nothing." Th- the thing with this show is, it was a kind of so basically, freak, which we've already uh, talked about, which was a live show directed by Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. In he
1: directed the special, not the, the special. Not
2: the, um, what year was that? Like late nineties.
1: Yeah, So that was kind
2: after. of about his upbringing becoming an, and it ended when he kind of became an actor. This show, so this live special, was Johnny Legs talking about his kind of adolescence up until his current day in 2002, um, like about women and sex and becoming, in his words, like becoming a man and a father.
1: So it was about love, I think. Yes. Love and 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 how we relate to it. Like I think, yes. But yeah, that that's more thematic. What you're saying is more what it was. Yes. yes.
2: Um. So I just wanted to st- say that that's kind of what it was all about, and fitting because he did look very hunky. Yeah, um, big hunk. Big hunk. It's we've got this kind of thing going where he was sexy Luigi because he was Luigi in the Super Mario Bros. Yeah. movie. Sexy Luigi in the early nineties, kind of running all the way through to Romeo and Juliet, which was kind of mid to late nineties. This is now early noughties. He is a dad, but I think he's really still holding on to that well, sexy this Luigi is the, thing. No,
1: well remember this is the leg was Hollywood.
2: Yes, we're full Leg Was Hollywood now. So, just from,
1: from Baz, ca- Baz came along. Yeah. God Baz bless. came along and, and saw this boy from, from a Mario movie and he said, you want to I'm going like to make him a man. I'm going to make him a man. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's when we got Leg Was Hollywood and this yeah. is Leg Was Hollywood. Yeah, it's very nice. It's I, very nice.
3: I was like, because I guess uh, this I. This feels I, a
1: little mean, a little uh, objectifying. I'm just saying I never want to wear a singlet again. Mm. I, I, I know
3: feel... i, I threw all mine out i've, I've burnt them <laughs> yeah I'm just not... it's not my place to wear them anymore
2: it's, not... <laughs> <laughs> it's been done i think i think we have celebrated johnny legs the actor the writer the director and i think it is worth spending the time that we've just spent we don't need to go on about it celebrating the the good lookingness of him as well that's all i'm saying i thought it was very nice um I'm just going to jump in there with... A... Oh,
1: did you have one last point to make about singlets and tank tops?
2: No. Okay. Okay,
1: sure. <laughs> I just, I didn't, because I, I, I interrupted and I, I would hate for Frankie to go away also, being like, I didn't talk about the tank
3: tops. I had a point. <laughs> and it was going to change
2: lives. No, uh-huh. you do your bit. Um, I... I I really, really enjoy Johnny Legs doing his live shows. It's just something that I find really fun. I think that we've all talked about how much my sexy thriller thing with Johnny Legs is my favourite. I love him in a little thriller moment. Um, But it's just so fun to see him do his live shows. I also think as well that this was, like, I've, I've definitely noted it before in previous stuff that he's done, but I think that this show, more than any of the other things we've seen, really kind of cemented for me that he is quite prolific in, his community in Latin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very much so. I just kind of saw him when I went into this. It's like, oh, he's a fun character actor, but he's quite prolific. Like, I think my, like this and this really kind of solidified that for me, this particular special. That's all I'm saying. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I, because I didn't know that he did live shows or mm. stand up. And mm. so, yeah, I got the link and I was like, what? The hell? What the hell? <laughs> and Because he, the show starts off with him dance, backlit dancing yeah. so hard on stage. Yeah. And then he just gets into it. Like he just picks up the microphone and speaks for an hour and a half. Yeah. But he doesn't just speak. He dances. He raps. He sings. Mm. He uses like audio stuff. I was mm. watching it and I was like, you are going so hard. So hard. So hard. And at some points, like I think he played – he would have played, like, over 20 different characters yeah. in that. Yeah. I was like, wow, you really paved the way for Fleabag. It was really good.
1: <laughs> but legitimately it's this thing of, like, because I, I, you watch some comedy specials. When you're in comedy you hear about, like, different comedy specials. But I think that HBO was putting one out, like, every week, right? HBO was. Damn. And I, and I think because of that there's a lot more one-person one, one person shows in the mix. Like, this mm. is a stand-up special. But he's not doing stand-up. He's doing a one-person show. Apparently Whoopi Goldberg was the same. Like, people mm. think she started as a stand-up. But, no, she did a one-person show and then that, like...
3: Mm. Well, I think that was the thing where well, I was watching this and at the beginning I was like, oh, so he's doing stand-up and
2: then he was getting into it and I was like, this isn't stand-up. It's kind of...
1: It's
3: storytelling.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: It's, it's story... It's, he, like... I think again from now having this is our 100th and 11th episode um mm. in all of that Johnny Legs that we've watched i think i see his enjoyment in comedy the most i think he really enjoys doing comedy um but what i think he is in all of this is an excellent storyteller
1: yeah i don't yeah. think this is a comedy show i, no. I think it's mm. framed as a comedy show mm. i don't even know if it is i think it's just a special and i love that like People get so like, is it comedy? Isn't it comedy? It's just like, doesn't, like, it's so. Like, mm.
3: did you enjoy it? Yeah. Oh, it's so
1: it. refreshing to step away from that. But it is, like, it takes a minute. I think the first time we watched one of them, it was like, this isn't stand up. Mm. Um, but it makes me want to get back into, like, I'm such a wanker. I love it. it. makes me want to get back into theater. In the stuff. theater. Oh, the theater. You, you could do the it. thing
3: where you also change your tank top color halfway through the show. Yeah, oh, isn't it nice? Oh, incredible! Yeah. He starts off with a white tank top. Then they have an intermission. He comes back dancing down the aisle yeah. in a black tank top.
2: Yeah, I just think as well, like it's not easy to go as hard as he went for an hour and a half as people as no. he would make you believe it is.
1: That's like fit. That's fitness. That's yeah. fitness.
2: You've been doing stand up for a while, right? Yeah, it's fucking hard when you're doing like.
3: Yeah. I look exactly like. Don't Google me. I look exactly like Johnny Legs. Anyway, <laughs> 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 exactly the same. <laughs>
1: But no, I know what you mean. I, I, there was like a level where like for me, right. Whenever I go on tour now, because it's a lot less common, Mm. I have to like, I have to work out for it. I didn't Mm. do that before because of lockdown and just various reasons. Mm. I didn't do it before our last tour and it very, like it was, it nearly Mm. killed me. It's like, if I don't, it's like, if I've got a tour coming up or a film shoot, Mm. I have to now get fit. And, and like, regardless of the, Oh, I want to do It's like, I have to get fit for it or else. And he's so fit in this. Special. Oh
2: my God. Everyone told me, and this is not to compare what I've done to your international tour, but everyone taught. So I did my first comedy festival this year. Yours too. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I did my first one. And everyone said to me, it's like, just make sure that you're taking care of yourself because it's really hard. I'm like, it's 14 shows. I'm sure I'll be okay. I did try and take care of myself and I took it very seriously, but Fuck, man. I, I got COVID the last show and it was almost like, thank God, because yeah. I was so exhausted. Man, <laughs> a- like, it's wild. It's I, wild. I think especially if you're doing, like, a physical
3: show. I, like, he was so mm. physical in this mm. show. Like, it was wild. Like, I was watching and I was like, my God. But um, mm. uh, a couple of years ago, um, I was in a sketch comedy thing with my friend Mim and we did, like, a tour of our show and it was really physical. And, like, I... Just incidentally, from just doing that show every single night, I just dropped weight and I was so sweaty mm. and I was just like, "Oh yeah, it's like a fitness thing. Yeah, mm. it's
2: wild. Man, no wonder he was wearing tank tops, like, no,
3: and the there's, tightest
1: there's, jeans. That's uh, that's uh, th- 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 there's a little bit of gym there as well.
2: <laughs> no, I think that's just from um, I think
3: that's just from doing comedy. That's how you get ripped. <laughs> that's why all comedians are. I've been real. doing
1: comedy for a few years now and I don't have triceps like that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
3: musical comedian is
2: jacked. It's the hottest art form. <laughs> there was a joke. There was a joke he did um, that I laughed at. <laughs> I just wanted to draw attention to it. Yeah. Um, there's a part where he's talking about he um, how he had a lot of meaningless sex in his teen years, and when he entered his twenties, he got kind of bored of meaningless sex, and um, hooked up with an older woman. Named Penny, who really oh, taught Penny. him. And yeah. great
1: character. Oh, Aww. I loved
2: Penny. This was my favourite part yeah, of the show. Yeah. Because he was saying how he never really knew how to have sex and then he met P- Penny and she was just this amazing older woman that uh, taught him essentially how to be a good lover. And then he then goes on a riff about how he had to learn how to be a good lover and so It was very, very good. Um, and uh, she comes home from like a seminar or something like that and she was just like, I'm so sick of... <laughs> I'm so sick of white male supremacists putting themselves onto me. Like, why is it herpes and not himpes (laughs) And then she goes, why dictionary and not push pussyinary? And I lost it. (laughs) I don't know what it was. I just think that's such a funny observation. (laughs)
1: Do You know what I loved? My favourite one, where oh, I John, lost. John,
3: I'm pregnant. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that- don't worry. I'm getting an abortion. <laughs>
1: <It's like
2: laughs> so Always funny. smoking
3: oh,
1: as well.
2: I loved Petty.
1: <laughs> I um, I loved for me that that character, and then I loved one of he had a character that was one of his friends. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs>
3: Xerox because yeah. you know, he always repeated everything.
1: Yeah. It's so funny. It's, there's this bit like at the Bucks party and it's yeah. just such a perfect little moment. Mm. Uh, I've done Bucks party material myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just love anything ripping into Bucks parties. Mm. And I think, so good. I
2: think as well, like, I mean, I couldn't relate on the, the being a dad thing. I don't. I don't have kids. But I thought it was a really interesting and honest perspective of a man who's just become a father mm. and discovering love that way. I just thought it was. A, I thought it was really mm. honest. I don't think it was this big kind of like Hollywood moment of like. And then I picked up my daughter and was like, "That's love, man." Like it wasn't like that. It was this very honest. Like I don't know what to do with this thing. I just know that <laughs> I, I. I just know I have to look after this thing, and that this thing is the most important thing now. And it was just very. I liked it. I really liked the way he discussed like his discovery of love through becoming a dad, and with and it, it didn't feel like it was too. Um, like fake, fake. Thank you.
3: Yeah. There was an honesty there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I do like when parents talk about having kids and having, like, just being like, what? Yeah, I real, because I feel like there's so many about like my. I remember my mom was saying that when she had my brother, um, there was this. They got home and she was sitting on the couch and he was just in this little bouncer and she was just looking at him from across the room, being like
2: what do I do? With it? <laughs> what do I, we just have to hang out? Mm. All right. <laughs> there was, um, my friends uh, got a baby. I was talking to her husband the other day about it. And he was like, that baby's now about two and a half. And he was saying that like, you know, it's the best thing ever. He's really enjoying this age. Two and a half a half's really fun. Cause whatever. He's like, I remember though, when, when he was about four months old, I had this moment of, Oh, I'm your forever. And it was like this really overwhelming. It's like, I always wanted to be a dad and I knew I wanted to raise kids. And like, you know, I, I, I really wanted a family unit and all of that, but it was just this like big smack of like, Oh God, this is actually a forever thing that you don't take a break from.
1: There's a, and that it's
2: just like, I just, the way he explained it to me, he was very honest and very like, you know, he loves his son, but it was just like, Oh God, Mm. like, that's the most overwhelming feeling I've ever had, and originally it was that I love this kid, and now it's that this is literally my forever now, and I've 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 had to mourn my life that I've lost. I get this great life. You seen that yeah. video
3: of Alec Baldwin recently? He's doing like a front-facing camera video, and it's oh, just no. him just talking about it. he's like. You know, I, I'm home tonight with my with my kids. You know, I love God. I love my kids so much. But you know, I, you know, I used to you know be a Friday night. I go out to the theater and the opera. God, I love the opera. Love, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just him reminiscing for like two minutes about what he used to do, and then he's like, "But but I love my kids.
1: But <laughs> I love my kids." You're right though. There's something about it, it. I didn't even pick up on it when I was watching it, but there's this like he he kind of. I think it's quite a deliberate thing that there's the moment when. You, like often the cliche is and the thing you hear is when you hold the child for the first time, that's when you mm. realise that's the love and that's the, oh, yeah. everything's changed. Whereas I think he made like there's there's almost a deliberate point where he says I held it and then he talks about something else mm. at that moment that it's like the love of the child comes mm. a year later and it's a more complex kind. It's quite a, yeah, mm. it's quite a deliberate Interesting, it's mm. very interesting. I think so. I'll say one other thing I loved. Um, my last thought on the piece, <laughs> 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 um, if, I,
2: if
3: I may, <laughs> if I may,
1: I really, I, I really picked up on it with Freak. Um, there was just some choices. I there's a subtlety to how he films his specials. This is this is uh not directed by Spike Lee, Spike Lee but there was I loved there were moments where he was talking to a character. And they would have two cameras set up and they were mm. almost doing the Gollum thing, you know, yeah. that like yeah. where he would be talking to a character, like it would be two characters talking and they would flip cameras in a way that it almost looked like. Yeah. there was just these like really subtle touches of how it was filmed. But I was just like, I always love noting that whenever I was, like, this is mm. the second time where it's like it, it never, it's never in your face the editing or the filming, it's all kind of capturing, but it's, it's very, there's a lot of interesting and cool stuff yeah. happening in the way that his specials get filmed, which and I really love.
2: Also, I feel like with Freak there was a lot more um, bells and whistles and whatnot with dances and songs and, like, there was an intermission and stuff and there was a lot more lighting. This was very much just, like, Johnny Legs on stage with a mic. Mm. A lot more so.
1: Makes me want to get fit. Not just to look good mm. in a tank top, Makes me want to get show fit. I've I want been, to just do a show once where I'm that fit. Well, I mean, you
3: can do karaoke at the same time as jumping up and down and uh, doing dialogue. That's what he did. I was he was jumping across the stage doing karaoke, yeah, it was crazy in between, sit, like saying, like delivering the show. I was like, I don't know what's happening, my dude.
1: <laughs> what I'd love to be able to do is just go. I've never really been able to go this is what I want to do in the moment mm. and then my body do, be able to do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just to go like, Dude, I want to do this I, and then be able to do it.
2: I can't even walk and talk at the same time. <laughs> like I really oh, struggle with it. My friend, like I, lo- I, I go for walks, right? It's shock horror. I do. I enjoy a walk. But I have a friend of mine who's always like, oh, do you want to catch up for a coffee or we could go for a walk? And it's like, I'm, I can't go for a walk with you and talk at the same time. Yeah. I can do one. That's where I'm at. And Johnny Legs is jumping and doing karaoke and spinning around. And, and dancing with yeah. an audience member who may or may not have been a
3: plant. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was Jeez, that too was good. Very good. Yeah. I've been to America hmm, and they just sometimes, like there's mm. some American audiences. I was like, that's a plant. And I'm like, nah. Nah. No, every chance she's like, yeah, all right, I will salsa dance with you. So I was
3: watching that and I was watching that and I was going, should I learn like how salsa dance? <laughs> I, sure. Is that going to come up? Well, like, so- I don't want to be at a show. I don't want to be at a John Mulaney show and not be able to salsa
2: dance on command. <laughs> Zach and I just did an episode of Confessions of the Idiots with Sammy P and we just mentioned then that we want to do contemporary dance classes. If you'd like to join us. Oh, I would love nothing more. I want to get every single person on the Australian comedy scene to join us. There is, us like, no joke classes. here, Mish. After I'm this podcast serious. wraps
1: up, I'm going to tell you the time and the date of the place I want to go to for our contemporary dance classes.
2: All right. Yeah, sure. I'm up for it. I'd like right. to do it. I'd right. really like to do it if you want to join us. Oh, my God.
3: I want to be able to do the thing where they, like, kick their leg up in the air and they, like, bend their back and then they just kind of roll on the floor. Oh,
1: I saw a show once where they where they climbed up the walls, and like there was just enough little like subtly placed a grill here or a shelf there, but it literally they just looked like Spider Man. They're just like <laughs> like people crawling up walls and shit. And I'm like fuck. Oh, you,
3: you want to do bouldering You've just described
1: bouldering <laughs> like, Yeah but it was more just like like uh, just, uh, I just think contemporary dancers They have this ability, it's like they're so strong mm. And yeah. so fit That they look like it's not fit no, it's Oh, I, it's I, effortless I
3: spent like six weeks at the Adelaide Fringe Festival And I made friends with like a bunch of acrobats And oh. I wanted to die yeah. They were just like On the beach, they just do a backflip Before running into the ocean With <laughs> no self-consciousness Consciousness whatsoever, and I was like, "Yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely."
2: <laughs> my um, my best friend owns a gym, and she's very fit, big, muscular, fit. She can just climb a rope. No, nice. like do you, that's
1: yeah. I it's the the notion mm. that the physical that the the, the the strenuous activity, the climbing a rope, the flip, is not the thing that you get to. Yeah. It's less than what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I um, would love to be able to do. And it's so much
2: so like we'll be mid-conversation in in her gym and there'll be a rope. I'm like, can you climb that? She's like, yeah. Anyway, so like with my dad, I'm like, can you just climb it where you tell me? She's like, yeah. And she'll just start climbing it. (laughs) And I'm just like, that's fucked up that your body can do that. (laughs) Your body can do that. Standing up hurts. Like I don't – oh, I'm so far gone. Anyway, do we have any final thoughts (laughs) on sexaholics? (laughs)
3: Um I think that Johnny Leg should release a line of tank tops. Mm. Yep. I think that that would be very important. Yep. Um I also think that he should do a whole hour just as Peggy. <gasps> yeah.
1: I
2: love I would love an hour of Peggy.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. Mm. Nah, I'm good. I don't have any final <laughs> thoughts. Ah, right, I loved it. I thought I thought it was it makes it makes that there is no part of me as a performer that that's my strength, mm. but there's something about his one man shows that usually i there's no i'm not an actor and i know deep down i'm not an actor at my core because when i watch shows the part of me that want like i want to like i I don't go, I wish I was in that show. I think other things. Here's what I would do if I was like producing it or directing it or or writing it, you know. That's not my – but when I watch his shows, I'm like, I want to do a one-man show where I go to Adelaide Fringe and I play 40 characters. Oh, I
2: love that, Zach.
1: When I watch him, I want to do it even though I would not be good at it.
2: (laughs) I would love to see you do that. <laughs> no, I would. I, I still remember you acting, like, theatre acting.
1: The old acting. <gasps> but... You
2: should do a show as Johnny Legs. <gasps>
1: That's...
3: Your tribute to Johnny Legs is a one-hour Adelaide Friend show. <laughs>
2: Go ahead.
1: Yeah, great. Called Legs 11. Legs 11. <laughs> or <Ooh>. leguizamo <laughs> Leg... <laughs>
2: um, In terms of Leguistamos, Frankie and any listeners who have never listened to this before, we do a Leguistamo rating, which is how Leguizamo-y... The project was. uh, That's not what you think it was out of five stars. You're talking about how Leguizamo y it was out of five stars. And I am giving this straight up five Leguizamos because he wrote it. He fucking is in it. It's about his life. It's all Johnny Legs. Five Leguizamos from me, Zachary Wayne.
1: Zachary Wayne. Mish, with a one man show starring John Leguizamo, is there any score less than that? I haven't seen it yet. Of course it's five Leguistamos. Mm. Um, it, he's in it.
2: Yeah. And
1: the <laughs> p- he wrote it. Yeah, the It's pl- all about him. That's really great that you've given
2: it five stars. That's given no pressure to Frankie at all because, you know, if Frankie does give this five Leguistamos, uh, that's a Leg rama Frankie.
1: <laughs> Frankie. Now, remember, it's not about what you yeah. thought was good or not. How Leguizamo-y it was
2: Yeah It was about him He was in
3: it It's five, baby Five, five leguizamos, leguizamos. And what does
1: that mean? It's That's a was rama
2: <laughs> We've had about five to five How many have we had? Five to ten of them. in all
3: this welcome. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome to the Leguizamo-rama Leguizamo. club. Oh my yeah. god! Isn't
1: that exciting? It's
3: very exciting. Mm, Do yeah. I like get a plaque or? I don't know. Just the memories. Okay. Fun, fun <laughs> fact.
1: Fun fact. Um, through you know audience interaction, we discovered that was it. Speed is the most Leguizamo. Yeah. Speed has the highest Leguizamo rating of any film that doesn't star John Leguizamo. He's not in it. He's but not it's in too it. Two Leguizamo films.
3: No, but it
2: feels like
3: yeah, it feels like Gustavo for a film
1: he's not in that's is very impressive on. we've
2: given we've given movies he's in less like Gustamo. <laughs> that's so funny yeah yeah.
3: Um, I, yeah it's like he's just he's a vibe, you know oh, he's such a vibe. Yeah. Frankie, thank you
2: so much for joining us today on thezar oh, This
3: has been a joy. Do you have anything to plug? Oh, do I? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have any listeners in, in Sydney. I'm yeah. doing Just for Laughs Sydney <gasps> and um, that's in December. And then in January I'm going to be in London. London. Oh, fuck London. yeah. London at Soho Theatre. Please, if you're Soho from London, Theater. I'm so sorry. Yes. Yeah. It was part of um, winning Best Newcomer. You get to go do a week at Soho Theatre. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Amazing. I
1: don't know. I'm sure we've got a few London listeners. We do.
3: Maybe. And if you listen to that, I'm sorry for doing your voice like that. Uh, I'll work on <laughs> it. No, home. you do sound like that.
1: I do sound like that. <laughs> like, and, oh, I lied. that was a very good <laughs> show, Frankie. I'm a fan of liquid.
2: <laughs> and look, if we're being completely honest, if you've seen Frankie, you know you're going to be seeing Frankie again because they're that good. And if you haven't seen Frankie, I highly recommend going. It is the funnest time I've had as an audience member oh. watching a comedian in a really long time, oh. and I fucking mean that. Oh, thank you so much, Dan. Um, no worries.
1: And one time when I was doing a show at Soho Theatre, we saw someone from <laughs> season three of Skins. Oh! <gasps> So the guy that had sex with one of the twins out of like nice. Yeah, nice. Oh. So yeah. So I, 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 yeah. So you gotta go to Soho. Who no, knows go. what former cast member of Skins will be in the foyer? <laughs> that
2: night. <laughs> I hope it's Sid. <laughs> uh, what should Tom take us away with that isn't going to get us into trouble
1: legally? The Marama theme tune because it's a Marama. Yeah, but played backwards. Why did he's? he's that can't be hard. Though. I don't think just that let that's him, hard. Let him for once just. Okay, play backwards, Tom.
2: <laughs> Thanks so much, Tom. Thank you, Frankie, and thank you for listening.
1: Bye. see. <laughs>